The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. I had like an additional question about your past experience. I believe you worked at Square. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess like coming from like a financial background and then going over to like the ops side, I guess, how was that transition for you? And um, what did you feel really surprised you when you hopped over to the ops side that you didn't really expect? Uh, let me think about this. Hmm. So, I mean, like the transition was, I mean, gosh, I could go in so many directions with this. Um, it was a big pay cut. <laughs> so I'll start there. Um, at least on the cash side. And then, um, you know, you make up for that by like, at least if you're joining a tech startup, you get, you, you make up for that by getting equity in the business, right? You get stock options um, that could potentially be worth a lot one day or could potentially be worth nothing or it could be worth something in between, right? So I took uh, more than, I took uh, more than 50% uh, haircut to go from the buy side to working at Square. Um, and so that's obviously a big adjustment. Um, you know, fortunately I was, wasn't a big spender. I didn't have like a lot of lifestyle creep. And so it wasn't a big deal for me to take that pay cut. Um, but I think for some people it might be, right? And so that was one. Um, I think in terms of the work, uh, I mean, culture-wise, and again, I'm purely speaking about tech showers. We're not saying like every company is like this, depending on the industry you go to and what company it is, and you know, all of them are different. But um, culture-wise, like you know, working at a tech startup is a lot. Uh, it's a lot less stuffy, I guess, right? Like everybody's there really young. Everybody there's really young, and um, it's you know, you got all these like nice offices and perks and ping pong tables and fully stocked kitchens with all the drinks and snacks you could ever want and uh, unlimited PTO. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's a, uh, you can wear, you can just like dress casual to work. And so that was like, you know, that part's nice. Right. Um, Work-wise uh, I thought it was an adjustment. Um, I think like, I don't know, the personalities in like kind of the corporate environment is um, is different. And also like the the working style is different. Like, you know, at least in the role that I was in, uh, I was on the strategic finance team. Our role was basically, we were like the finance business partner for like a certain part of the business, right? So for example, like I was the finance business partner for, um, Square's international business team. This is like the team that's responsible for like expanding 
outside of the United States. So like, you know, we, they launched uh, in Japan and they launched in Canada. And then like, they were also thinking about expanding to other countries. Um, and then so my job was to uh, help them basically view all the decisions, all the strategic decisions that they were making through uh, more of a financial lens, you know, model everything out, uh, make sure everything makes sense um, from a number standpoint, from an investment standpoint. Um, and so the nature of the work is, I mean, it requires a lot of the same skills, like, you know, analytical skills, modeling skills, all the stuff that you learn how to do in banking on the buy side. Um, but the nature of the work is slightly different. Like you're not looking at like, not necessarily look, I mean, unless you join corp dev, then sure you're looking at like buying other companies, but now it's, it's more about um, just like making business decisions, like making sound business decisions. And then also like typically as the finance partner, um, you're not the one that's actually making the decision. You're just there to advise uh, the people that, are on the business team that are actually making the decisions, right? And like, you don't have the final say. And so um, sometimes you don't even have a seat at the table, depending on the company that you're at and, and their culture. Like at Square, they're very good about it. And people in finance always had a seat at the table, but sometimes like you're just in a backup support role and you don't actually get to have a seat at the table when the, the decisions are being made and the, the, the discussions are happening, right? And so um, I think it's just different in that, coming from like banking and PE and, you know, and like everyone on our team came from banking and PE and like, you know, we all thought we were like very smart, um, very analytical. We always thought we knew better than everyone else. And we always thought we were right. right? And so like a lot of times um, we might think like certain things should be done or certain things should not be done. Um, but again, we're not the final decision makers. And so, um, sometimes decisions will be made that we don't agree with, right? And, and that can be frustrating for some people. Um, I think, it, and a lot of times it also comes down to how skilled you are at influencing your business partners, right? Like if you don't have the decision-making power, then all you can do is like, you have to persuade the actual decision-maker to see things your way, right? And that requires, quite frankly, I think a lot of skills that, um, I didn't really have to develop in banking because um, in banking, I was like, I don't really have to persuade anyone of anything. Like I just take orders from my MD and do what he tells me to do. And don't ask questions. Right. Um, whereas in this role, like I'm expected to ask questions. I'm expected to have an opinion. Um, but also my opinion is not always going to be the thing that ultimately gets carried out. Right. And so, um, so I think that was an adjustment. Um, and then uh, in terms of what really surprised me, um, I don't know if this surprised me or not. Like, I don't really think I had like any particular expectations about how things should be, but um, I don't know, at least the team that I joined at Square, I still worked a lot. Like, I think part of it is probably because Again, our entire team came from ex-bankers and PE guys. And so everyone's used to working a lot and there's a high performance culture and high expectations from our um, the head of our team. And so we still worked, I wouldn't say banking hours, but you know, we were still in the office. I mean, Square had dinner or a lot of startups will serve dinner if you stay late. Like we're pretty much, 
at the office past dinner, like most nights. Um, and so, you know, that may or may not be what some people are looking for. Um, when I went over to GitHub, it was the opposite. I worked like probably 40 hours a week, sometimes less. It was super chill. Um, and so there can be like a bigger variance there depending on the company and the culture and who's running the team. Um, but other than that, I would say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, unless you have like other more specific questions. I'm just kind of going like stream of consciousness and, uh, you know, off the top of my head, but this is not really, a, it's an interesting question. It's not one I've had to answer a lot or think about, so. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.